You're listening to. You're listening to. The Homo Homie Podcast. Representing, educating, and unifying our queer comunidad. Also, a gig craft course 101 for the hetero. I'm your host, Eric V. And I'm your co host, Jose Resendez. A fun kickback podcast for all our Homo Homies and Raza. We invite you to download, stream, and share to, to find out what's, what's good, good in the hood. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Homo Homie Podcast. I'm your host, Eric B., also known as the Homo Homie. And please welcome my amazing co-host, Jose Resendez. Hey, what up, what up, what up? Yo, mi plebe, ¿qué está pasando, wey? Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo estás tú? Oh, ¿tu nombre es Dora? <laughs> Dora, the whore explorer. Yes, la jorra, la jorchata. <laughs> ¿Y cómo estás, güey? How are you, José? Estoy bien aquí en casa. Un poquito aburrido, pero tú siempre me diviertes. Oh, gracias. I know. I, <laughs> yo soy, yo soy un, un, una, ¿cómo se dice? Un bola de sunshine. De, ¿cómo, cómo? ¿De briosar? ¿De brillar? ¿De shinear? Shinear. Shinear is a word from Curly that we learned over at BuzzFeed. Exactly. And if you guys are tuning into our episode, um, we are going to be discussing all about balancing and figuring out your cultural identity in, in an American setting, you know, or in my case, being pocho in America. Yes. <laughs> it's more about the language because I feel like, uh, you know, in, in all of our cultures out there, there's a lot of elements that really identify what that culture is. It could be their music, their food, you know, their cuisine. Right. It could be their their traditions. It could be uh, their language. And I feel like for Spanish people, Latinos, Latinx, whatever you want to call it, the language is very key because the language is what makes, you know, it's a romance language and it comes from the Latin mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I think that's why this special, this episode is pretty unique in that sense, because we're, we're tackling a different topic. It's not necessarily like a gay topic. Right. And, and we're talking about, you know, like growing up in America and especially when America is predominantly known for um, immigrants trying to assimilate in the culture itself, you know, speaking English, living a better life, getting a good education, securing a job. And and there's a lot of um, hardships that, that come come with it, especially when you when your families migrate over here and you grow up as first, second, third, fourth generation, and hopefully you continue, like your generations continue the language and holding on to, to traditions. Wow, I can't speak today. <laughs> I get stuck all the time. You can't speak Spanish or English. Shut up, ho. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But we do have a guest that we actually had our very first live interview with and he interviewed us and we interviewed him and we did like a um a mashup segment you would say uh because he has his own radio podcast tv show and i really wanted to dive deeper into who he is like what i see on the outside from seeing his media content is something completely different he doesn't speak any spanish at all but he's part of the Latinx community, due in part to his um, last name, which is Rodriguez or Rodriguez. So, yeah. And just to clarify, like, you don't have to know the language in order to feel like you belong to a exactly. culture. And also, just by, just for, just by, blah, 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 now I can't talk. <laughs> just because you have a latino last name also does not make you necessarily part of the culture because you could be married into it right 
Right. So I do remember when we came across our guest, I just thought he was a white guy. And then when I saw the last name, I was like, oh, my assumption was, oh, Latino. You know? Yeah. Never, never did I know, never did I think that we would do a literally a Pocho episode with him. Well, also because I grew up Pocho. So I was like, okay, well, I had to relearn my, you know, Spanish all over again. And it just got all jumbled up. <laughs> and every time you say Pocho, I think of my girl, Maya. Uh, a lot of people might know her as Maya in the moment on, on social media. She's a talent over at BuzzFeed Pero Like. And she went viral because she mentioned the word Pocho or Pocha in her, in her case in a video. And everybody was commenting like, what did she just say? What is that word? Like she, people had never heard of that word. Me neither. Like I had never, ever heard of that word. And people thought she meant concha. And so <laughs> she had to do a second video explaining what it was. And those went viral. And, and to me, Maya is the one that like literally taught me that word. And then you kept bringing it up. And I was like, growing up in Houston and Miami, i never heard of the word pocho. Yep. So, I mean, well, without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest. And um, just to let you guys know, this was a pre-recorded show. So everything you hear was on his, um, uh, was, was in his studio and was live. So let's meet TV radio personality Alexander Rodriguez, the love child of Joan Rivers, Johnny Carson, and Judy Garland. A true Renaissance man, he wouldn't be caught dead without his signature suit, loud tie, matching pocket square, and a cocktail or two in hand. Alexander's sense of humor shines through in his cabaret shows when he can remember the words, daily life, and his nationally syndicated radio show On the Rocks with Alexander, where celebrities and cocktails mix on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. He chats with big-name guests from classic to current Hollywood, reality TV, pop culture, and music, meshing celebs from all walks of life to draw together a truly diverse listener base regardless of age, orientation, or gender. Viewers never know who they are going to find rubbing elbows on his nonstop laugh fest that talks about everything entertainment. After a few drinks, you see celebs in a different light and answering questions not usually asked. Alexander is also the lead writer for Metro Source National Magazine and GED Magazine, which we were featured, thank you, as well as a contributor for Instinct Magazine, where you can find his movie reviews, movie news, celeb interviews, and overall take on Hollywood. Of course, in his signature style. Alexander has also served as MC for Palm Springs Pride, Santa Monica Pride, Out at the Fair New Mexico State Fair, Downtown LA Pride Out, Out at the Fair San Diego, Cathedral City Pride, Laguna Beach Pride, Long Beach Pride, and Vanderpump World Dog Day. Alexander was most recently listed as runner-up for LA Blade's Best of LA's TV Personality and served as Media Grand Marshal for Palm Springs Pride 2019. All right, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode and uh, stay tuned at the end because we got some more coming up. So we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to the Homo Homie Podcast. just finished getting interviewed and by a host and so now we're gonna flip the script and go ahead and interview him yeah, and the tables have turned the tables have turned and so we are glad to introduce from on the rocks radio alexander rodriguez <laughs> that alcohol's kicking in girl Shit. you, on the you literally had two sips and that's it <laughs> no i didn't i had a little bit more because we had to play that little round game <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, thank you so much for you know allowing us to be a part of your show. And... I'm a huge fan of, of your podcast and everything that you're doing. Huge fan. And we are excited. And you know, I've known you to be around for quite a minute. You know, you've, you've <laughs> you you been... can say them all. Go ahead. Say no, it. no, no, no. Like I, I was, I, I believe it. You started the show. When did you start the show? Like 2016 ish. Uh, I started about six years ago. Mm, okay. Wow. It was like in a different uh, was title it called there. podcast back then. N- <laughs> no, it was in the it early days of podcast. And remember, this was when podcast was like, "Oh, you have a podcast? How cute!" Because radio was still, and now it's like, "Do you have a podcast?" It's like, "No, Can I'm on I radio. On How cute!" That's exactly it. So it's when podcast was first starting. It was kind of like this new idea. Um, and I used to be in the banking world. I was a vice president with the entertainment division of City National Bank. Wow. Six figures. Uh, and mirado, mirado. That. I'm not I'm not showing off, but girl, I was not worried about a paycheck to podcasting as we know. It's like paycheck what? <laughs> paycheck who? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, why would you leave that type of job then? Because as you guys know, it's a passion. Yeah. Wow. You know, Where and- did that passion come from? Uh, wanting to talk too much, wanting the attention. Well, you have the gift of gab. I'm like, girl, please. But I come from a musical theater background. Yeah. But at the time, I just never really fit into any roles. This was before multicultural casting. God, if Hamilton was around at that time, (laughs) bitch, please. Okay. You would have been an EGOT. Right? Where's Lin-Manuel, please? Yeah, I would have been Mrs. Washington, just in the back, (laughs) just like, okay. You know, but I was in the age where, you know, it was all musical theater, like, you know, uh, Guys and Dolls and Carousel and all of this stuff going on at schools and then professionally. And there was no roles for me. There were no roles. I was a little curvy, still curvy, not white, not tall. I feel you. There's no roles for you at all, period. And you couldn't really fit into them. But you had to, like, have no facial hair or grow your hair out, at least to at least look the part of a white person. Mm. Yeah. So that was Back the hardest role. thing. It's I, like, I have facial hair at 10 a.m. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, when you started it, like, how... um did you know what it was going to turn into later on? And did you know what you were doing at that time? Had no clue. One of the owners of the station was Ann Walker. She was an actress. And part of the bank, we would go to our clients' parties. And she was there for, I think it was like a web series release party. And it's like, fine, what party? If it's an open bar, I'm there. We drank until 3 in the morning. They were literally sweeping and putting the chairs up and still feeding us. And she's like, I just bought a podcast station. You should come do a show. And I was like, what? So I went in and I talked and I talked and she's like well put an outline together and then it was a hobby but we know the hours it it's not a hobby exactly mm-hmm. but I found that actors and actresses that I wanted to be on the show would say yes because all you have to do is ask the worst thing you're going to get is a no exactly and that's in anything in life the worst thing you're going to get is a no and it's hard to get yeses and so we had George Shakiris from West Side Story uh we had Shirley Jones I'm talking old school musical theater but then we started to get some of the housewives dang and it was like you know the show just built and built and it's not um like it was a labor because I just love talking and so it just took on from there and then you know we had to say goodbye to your job and see if this worked and it did nice so it evolved with pop culture right because now we have a lot of like snookies and housewives and mm-hmm. parties. And here's the thing <laughs> to remember about reality TV. Um, well, and you know this because you're on a reality TV show as yeah. well. You know, it has a certain life. And so if you want to have a podcast, it's all about reality TV. It's great, but it, it gets to a certain point. But we know reality TV is ever changing and stars that are famous today are not famous tomorrow. It's all about the ratings, too. Mm. It's all about the ratings. All about the ratings. What you can do for a rating. Oh, that's horrible. That's the worst part. I mean, if I was on a reality show, if you want me to flip a table or murder somebody, fine. If it means more camera time, like, I understand that part. (laughs) And what we've been able to do in my show, On the Rocks, is kind of mix that with Hollywood veterans and Broadway stars and have, you know, you never know what's going to happen on on each 
episode. Yeah. So yeah, reality TV did help build it up in terms of followers and numbers. But I'm proud to say that we talked to, we've had uh, Playboy models, we've had uh, WWF wrestlers. Because what we find out is that we all kind of have the same story is that yeah. we're passionate about entertainment on whatever level. And we all come from backgrounds that have not been the easiest. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you could be the richest person and still your journey is not the easiest. Right. Yeah. Top three favorite people that you've interviewed. Uh, Shirley Jones. She was MGM star. She was in Oklahoma, the, the musical carousel, the music <laughs> man, um, hands down. Um, God, you know, it's so weird because it's like, what's your favorite food? Well, honey, I'll eat anything. anything so. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, uh, another favorite, um, talking about reality TV, uh, Brandy Glanville is always a fun time. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I have to say another favorite, uh, was Sierra Boggess from Broadway. She was in Phantom mm. of the Opera. She was the original Ariel on Broadway. Wow. We had such an honest conversation about theater, and I know that you know about theater. Yeah, I love theater, but I actually like opera, so I'm I'm a big old opera fan. She can sing opera, mm -hmm. but then she can be Ariel. It's like, look at this stuff, and it's like crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. and she's like Andrew Lloyd Webber's favorite, and she's performed everything. She's on the uh, the Phantom anniversary. She's the Christine. Wow. She's so down to earth, and she's like, you want to have a cocktail? Let's have a cocktail, and it was so down to earth. That's my favorite interviews is down to earth when you're just real. You know, celebrity is is like a quote unquote right. moniker given to you, but mm -hmm. we all go to bed, we all wake up, we all have bad days, we all go to the bathroom. Yeah, we do the same shit in different day, but it, what you're talking about is about the relation and the connection that you have with those people. And at the end of the day, they're just like you and I. Yep. They're no different. They just have celebrity title to their name. That's about it. Celebrity status. Do you ever get nervous when you're interviewing them or just like, eh, you're just used to it now? You know, I ask that of people that are on the show, um, always nervous. There's always that 10 minutes before and you're like, is this going to go well? Is it not going to go well? <laughs> and I treat everybody like a celebrity because they are a celebrity. You know, if you've made it so far that somebody's interviewing you, I'm grateful. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm going to put that research, whether it's like my mom was on the show because I had somebody cancel out and I was like... So, Mom, I've done this research on you. And she was a celebrity <laughs> to me. Well, she is in, in real life. But, you know, you have to um, treat everybody like a celebrity. But there, there's those nerves. Well, you guys know. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. You have just have no matter how much research you do, um, there's the nerves. Always. And I'm, I'm starstruck. I love celebrity. I love entertainment. I love classic Hollywood. I love reality TV. I love new Hollywood. I love the Avengers. I love, you know, Madonna. Like, if you're on camera, uh -huh. I'm starstruck because I'm so odd that you made it that far, and I appreciate. Wow. Yeah. Any particular even if it's a porn star, I'm like, uh, <laughs> hi. You know. Well, you interview them as, as well, right? You interview porn stars. You've had porn stars, or you started a new show, I believe. Just yeah. For so fans? I I host the Just for Fans podcast, and what they wanted they wanted a host that's not like I'm such a prude in in real <laughs> life, and I started having sex late in life, and so they were like. That's a perfect. They want comedy and sex because I ask the questions like a little kid. It's like, so how do you do that? How do you do that? What does that mean? You know? Yeah. You know. Very curious. Curious George. Curious mm. George. And I think if I would have been educated about sex earlier, but I had like religion going on, I had culture, being a Latino going on. When I had my first gay sex experience, it was one of the most horrifying things ever because I was like, you want me to put what? Where? And then I didn't know how to do it. And so there was the aftermath awkward it was so awful that it put me off of that type of sex and you know it's 
it's affected everything. So now I'm gonna ask you, are you a top or a bottom? Oh, I'm. <laughs> you guys are gonna yeah. laugh. I'm glad you said that because of the voice. It's like I get that all the time. What are you talking about? Oh, oh my god! In the world of tops, there are no bottoms. That's the actual opposite. So I'm gonna be 100 percent honest, and I don't mean to be like sensational or like, oh, there's anything wrong because I'm 100 percent top. I have never bottomed in my life. I tried two times. It was the most horrifying thing ever. I want to bottom. I want to. You feel should what try it uh, Uber Lube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried this? everything. I've tried breathing techniques. I have tried. It's just not something I enjoy. But I feel when somebody says I'm 100% top, it has a negative connotation on the right. bottom. Yeah. Bottoms do all the work. They can't even eat a full meal at dinner before a date. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is the truth, and I know that feeling. And Let then there's this weird energy of like, oh, if I'm a top, that means I'm macho. And if you're a bottom, that means you're feminine. That's not, that's I mean, obviously, true. Yeah. that's obviously not true. It's about what goes into where, but the energy should be equal. Yeah. Um, but I'm 100% top. No, not even like a fingering yourself or not even a, somebody. I swear to God, hanging you. If if somebody even attempts, it, the date's over. But do you let them eat you out? <laughs> He's on no boom. That's it. There's really? there's it's nothing. I don't want no. I I want you to pretend. Don't go back there. No. Per period. Uh -uh. <laughs> nice. Like as a cute like date thing, you can squeeze it. I think that's cute and romantic <laughs> with my jeans on. But there's nothing that's gonna happen. It's it's so weird to me. But I'm also I was with somebody for almost eight years. Uh -huh. Had to have two separate bathrooms. I don't want to know what happens in the bathroom. I have nope nope. Mm -mm. Wait, why do you mean you have to have separate bathrooms? Like you don't want to see them douching? Uh, I don't want to know that you they even go to the bathroom. Work. And I don't oh. want them to know that I, like, I have weird, we couldn't even say the word, in fact, I'm getting sweaty just saying it. You couldn't even say the word fart in my house. Really? Yeah. We we still don't. Oh. Like, because the word makes Are me, you ashamed of the fact that you fuck where uh, shit comes out of? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, 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 no. See, <laughs> even that just, yeah. no. Was no. it Amber Rose or That's somebody who has a song that was like, uh, you want to fuck me where I poop? No, it was a Amy uh, Schumer. Amy Schumer, right? What was that yeah. song that she did? Uh, was she it did Amy a Schumer? song where she was like, you want my poop machine. You want my poop machine. <laughs> so I'll tell you, like, I'm having anxiety right now. Like, my heart I is beating. I think the one that I remember is Black China and Lil Wayne. Or no, uh, Nicki oh, Minaj. Truffle butter. Yeah, truffle butter with uh, Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj. Truffle okay, butter but. is when you fuck a pussy and you get all those juices and then you <laughs> stick it in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really just do that, Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> he has left the building. Shout out to Kurt the engineer. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> so not only have you also been um, on doing the, the podcast and your show, but you've, you're also dab you dabble everywhere. So you have like magazines too. You do the, um, you write for magazines. Like, thank you for shouting us out, uh, uh, out on GED magazine. That was amazing. Well, here's the thing: is like during COVID, it's like. Our live events are out, right? Mm -hmm. So I have been an MC for so many different prides, and that's you know that's that's my money. When that was taken, I was like, oh crap! Um, have a great relationship with GD Magazine, which is the West Coast LGBT uh, magazine, and also Metro Source, which is the national LGBT magazine. Start writing interviews for them, and so I'm their lead writer now. Nice. You know, you have to, and you guys know, you guys right. have to figure out where your skill is and how to modify that and change it to get some coin. And so I'm very thankful. And uh, so my writing has totally taken off, which- Was that a skill that you knew you already had? 
I mean, I have written short stories and all that, but always for fun. And my texts, my drunk texts are poetry. Okay, let's just say that. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for including us in GD Magazine. That meant a lot. Well, we talked about the top podcast. How was I not going to include the Homo Homie podcast? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Muchísimas gracias por eso. <laughs> but we as artists always have to learn new skills and we have right. to challenge ourselves. And adapt. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm still fighting TikTok, but I know it's going to have to happen. Exactly. No, I, oh. and I'm still learning how to do, like, the editing stuff and the podcast. You guys stuff, do such so a good job. It's yeah, thank you. It's it's not easy, but it's well worth it, and I'm glad that I'm learning every day from it. So, and that's what it is. It's like we as artists have had to learn new skills. We've had to learn how to do a camera, how to do a microphone, how to zoom, how to connect in in weird ways, and we've done it. I think if any positive from COVID is that we're going to emerge. We're going to get rid of some of the junk that we had and we're going to be like, okay, this worked and this is who I am now. Major cleansing. Yeah. Like a bug's life. I'm the, <laughs> the, the butterfly. I'm a butterfly now. <laughs> like that's who I am. Oh my God. And so like I wanted to touch on the topic of today, speaking about like trying to change and, and, and being comfortable with yourself. We, we wanted to bring up the, the word pocho in the Latin community. Or you know, I, have, it, I have no clue what that even in means. In Mexican terms, I've heard of it. I've, I've been told it. I thought he meant poncho. We're no, not about poncho. poncho, girl. Honey, uh, I will wear a poncho to brunch because yes. that'll hide all of this yes. COVID going on. A, po a pocho is like a, well, in English, the nice way of saying it is, or like the, not the really nice way. How do I say it? Whitewashed. I'm but give us it. a definition. It's somebody who lacks, um like who speaks Spanish and English very chopped up and they didn't learn it correctly or they knew it, they lost it and then they had to relearn it again and they just, it's all messed up, it's everywhere. Or they really don't care about learning about their culture. So they're really detached and trying to assimilate into American society. It so is slang for a Mexican American who's neither one nor the other, yeah. who speaks no Spanish or speaks it very, very poorly. Yeah, well, I just said that. So do you think Alex is pocho? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I'm definitely not to offend you, but like that's what I that's what I got when I stumbled upon him. Like, okay, let me see what this guy has to offer. He's Latino. He's like me. He's brown. You know, he's doing it. I thought he was Italian. <laughs> I've got an Egyptian, um, Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, yeah. So like that's that's what I wanted to find out about you. Do you know any lick of Spanish? So the Spanish I learned was from school. And we're talking about private school in Southern California. This is very white. So I learned Spain Spanish. I learned that for two years. And then I went to college and I learned Spanish there. Um, I won't age myself, but it's been a while. I can fake have a conversation, uh, but it's it's all gone. So are you more like cognitive of like uh, understanding what they're talking about? Yes. Okay. So you know what they're saying, but you just can't really. But it's people. spoken so fast too, and like <laughs> I'm one uh, one one to talk. But it it didn't come from a place of embarrassment or me. Well, no. Now that we're having this conversation, you know, I'm not that educated about my own culture. Okay. Um, and I was on Glitter Bomb, which was LATV's first ever LGBT show and wait was that before the q agenda the what <laughs> he was trying to tell me what the glitter bomb was i thought it was like yeah. a remix of Mariah's yeah well glitter. it was we were the q agenda until yeah, yeah i think oh. you, you guys were the very first latin x uh ever on yep. lgbtq latin x lgbtq broadcasting um show on latv network yeah oh it okay. was latino no, so we were the show. They did something else with it. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Got you, got you. We could have another conversation about that. Um, <laughs> you were literally talent on a Latino show? Oh, honey, I was the talent. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yes, we wrote the scripts her. and we, we booked the, the guests. 
you know, it was That's my like first Selena. Selena had TV to just show. It out. <laughs> but here's the thing: like we were on Espanol and right. in, in people and um, gotcha, uh, gotcha. One of the co-hosts speaks fluently, um, and the other one uh, from People Magazine did, didn't kind of. And so right. I felt like I was faking it, but I felt like I was also kind of building this new bridge between Latinos like me that were raised not enriched in the culture, but taught, hey, you have to assimilate, assimilate. And so to have this kind of program was this very special opportunity to kind of outreach to that community. But yeah, I felt like an imposter. I felt like a fake. I feel like a fake. Like being with you guys is a little intimidating because I want to be rah-rah my culture, uh, but I'm not able to. Who says you can't, though? You're learning from Because there's terms like poncho or... Pocho. 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 And, and, and gringo or like it's it's a term. And I am a gringo. I'm a Twinkie. I'm brown on the outside, white on the inside. Like what? that's just who, who I am. Same. And I do <laughs> feel bad, but what I've done is I've tried to educate myself about the Latin culture. Yeah. About the artist and about you know, maybe not so much with the language. Um and so I But that's I what you that, touched that on. It's not the importance of of being able to speak the language or being Latino enough or whatnot. It's it's about understanding diving in and educating yourself about the culture itself that you can relate to it and appreciate it and that's what you know that's what our podcast is for we want to make sure that everybody's inclusive everybody's educated everybody knows what's up sometimes i'm wrong i'm not i'm not uh a hundred percent uh i i don't know a hundred percent spanish I, I i speak it pocho i speak it mixed up chopped but up. yeah chopped up but you know i work at a restaurant and when i get those you know mexican or latin customers I talk to them in Spanish the best way that I can, and they get me at the end of the day, and they understand me, and they they actually say like, where did you where did you grow up? You know, where's your family from? Well, my family's from Guadalajara, Jalisco. My mom's from Mexico DF. So like, I just learned as I got older, and that was about it. But I don't know the inflections of where to put a la and a e or el or a or this and that, the whole inflection stuff. So it's a hard, and I get it. And I think that's what I love so much about what you guys are doing for the community. It's like, it's making it okay. I love listening to the podcast for all the stuff that you talk about, but then I learn about my culture on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for you growing up, like, what was it like to be, what, you're a second generation, I believe you told me? Yes. Yeah, your second generation. What was it like to be a little Latino kid growing up here in America and being gay? Well, I didn't grow up being gay. I didn't come out till I was uh, like a junior in college. Like oh, that was like not even part of my growing up. And um, did you have a lot of girlfriends? Yes. Mm. Number one, it was must- because they call them mustaches, right? Yeah, uh, beards, beards. Yeah, <laughs> because number one, as as like the image, I would always have a girlfriend to a certain point, and then it'd be like, oh god, now it's like. Here's the thing: is like sexually, like as a Latin man, like. I'll be able to do whatever you need me to do. <laughs> but emotionally, couldn't connect. And so I was so scared. And so you had to just cycle through girlfriends and girlfriends oh. and make so many people mad. Um, so you're a player. Yeah. Well, isn't every Latin man a player? Okay. Latin lover. Latin lover. Latin lover. <laughs> I'm not a player. Um, I just crush a lot. <laughs> I just crush a lot. Um, but growing up, I was the only brown kid in this school in southern california and we think southern california is like all mexican all of this literally the only brown kid um and you know my mom worked three jobs to put me through school private school to get the best in education which thank god she did kudos to your mom yeah kudos to my mom and i i didn't know i mean i knew from the other kids like i didn't have the latest shoes i didn't have we had a uniform thank god but like i just knew something was different and they treated us differently yeah um but my mom built such a happy home that like, I just 
didn't understand that. But I knew that I was treated uh, awful. Yeah. By the students. I was the poor kid. I was the Mexican kid because the Mexicans were cleaning the bathrooms. Gotcha. And that that's what it was. But it was talking about musical theater and like my history in entertainment. Um, fifth grade, they had a musical called GT instead of E.T. <laughs> and it was the Glad Tidings Alien. And they thought it would be funny to cast the oh, alien no. as the alien. What? So my mom that's made up. the costume. She made... In fact, we still have it, by the way. The most amazing costume in that Christmas program, I owned it. I stole all the attention from all the other whatever. And I was like, that was my first foray into like, I'm going to be in entertainment. So what they wanted to do backfired because then I was the star of all the shows from then on out. From me playing the alien to... Fine, you want me to be an alien? I'm going to own it. Yeah. Take that, putos. That's what's up. Hey, I'm right here. I heard that the new Biden administration is getting rid of that term as far as like illegal aliens. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 When it comes to immigrants. Um, that's very interesting. You know, I don't have a problem with people that are pocho uh, because I understand that everybody was raised differently and things like that. But uh, I'm, I'm always like, hey, that's a shame. You don't know Spanish. Like, you could have picked it up so easily as a kid, right? Like, or it sucks that your parents like left that out because when I have kids, I'm for sure want to teach them Spanish. But my my problem is like if you are pocho and the reason is because you were ashamed of it or embarrassed of it, th- there's there's a bigger issue there, right? Yeah. It's like you didn't want to learn Spanish because you didn't want to be affiliated with that, and that's the part that's scary. So now as an adult, if you look back and you 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 can like acknowledge that and be like, you know what, that sucked back then. Now you now you realize you're missing out. But now you're like, okay, I, I can represent those people. So now you just got to educate yourself and learn about it and submerge yourself in the culture. It's not too late. No, no, it's not too late. And learning and being able to like research. Now I have so many more resources yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a resource like your podcast, yeah. you know, where Thank it's like, you. it's a very gentle way to be like, okay, bitch, you want to come learn? Come learn. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll teach you, which is, which, which is great. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, the internet and just so many other things, we'll find out that the culture is so rich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost. Does your mom speak Spanish? Oh, fl- fluently. Really? Yeah. And she never taught you, or you just never picked it up. Like I said, it was just, um, it was this like idea of like, we want you to be the best student ever, and we know that American language culture is just not the best. You have to take it as an elective. You have to take it as elective, whereas other nations know multiple languages, and yeah. it's not a slight. You know, Southern California, the Hispanic culture. Uh, upholds a lot of SoCal, but we're always treated as inferiors. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what sucks. That's why they always say that we're the, the majority minority. The yeah. majority minority. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And, I mean, is is your mom a single mom or was she raising you? Oh, she's single, girl. Okay. Try to hook her up with anybody. No, no. I just want to, I just really want to shout your mom out. You say her name because she raised an amazing son. Oh, and you're so sweet. we're glad that, you know, that you're still learning about the culture and that you're still part of it. You always will be a part of it. You know, you just, you're just trying to get familiarized with it. And that's the plus side of it. And I'm really grateful that your mom is teaching you that or that your mom taught you that. So. Well, thank you. And, you know, we have a lot to be proud of. Uh, my grandfather was one of uh, the engineer scientists there in the control rooms for NASA. He was one of the first what? engineers that they hired. They didn't know how much to pay these guys, and so they just paid him whatever. And so uh, when my mom was growing he up... He was a hidden figure. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
but he he felt like he had to assimilate as as well. There was just this different need at at, at that time. Um, and it wasn't out of embarrassment, even though talking about it, it sounds like embarrassment. Yeah. It was about the need to survive at that time. I was going to say, maybe it was dangerous, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you never knew what was going to happen because everybody's looking at you because you're a different color. So it's like, uh, you're on, always on edge. This always reminds me of the movie Clueless when they go to the valley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? What part is that? <laughs> Well, she's like rolling with, with the, the homies. homies. Oh, I miss her. <laughs> a little movie fun fact. Remember when Alicia Silverstone in Clueless was uh-huh. talking about the Haitians? She literally didn't know how to pronounce it. So they were filming and she didn't know how to pronounce it. And the producer was like, leave that. <gasps> she, Alicia, we love you, but not a Haitian. Oh. <laughs> well, I miss Brittany Murphy. She's my favorite actress. Uh, she was so amazing. That, that famous scene uh, where she goes to the valley and she's in the parking lot and they make her like get on the ground. <laughs> the and she's like, it's an Elijah. <laughs> yeah. So that is at Circus Liquor in North Hollywood. And right next to it is Club Cobra, Cobra. which is where we got our start at. Yeah, where the our podcast first started. With uh, uh, Shout out to Marty Sokol for helping us out with that. Yeah, and so we did all season one there and then COVID hit and then we could, we started doing it virtually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mobily. So, <laughs> and amazingly, by the way. And speaking about like classic movies and stuff like that, we have some trivia for you. So oh, real quick okay. To, to wrap up and end up here, and do I need to pour a little bit more? Yeah, pour a little bit okay. more. It's just gonna be about who knows if you know. Well, you probably know, but we'll find out. So it's who else is there in Hollywood that we know are Latino and that doesn't speak Spanish or that does. So first one is Jessica Alba. Does she speak Spanish? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Where do you think she's from? Her family. She's from Nickelodeon's laboratories. Um, (laughs) Oh, honey. (laughs) Do you know she's married to one of the richest men ever? She doesn't have to work, but she's working. She did some cop show last year. On yeah. like Paramount Plus or something, and she has she her, doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, she oh has God, her, she's so like, rich. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, honest um, Earth, yeah, honest the, the Earth line, the health yeah. line. Yeah. Um, the next one is uh, Mariah Carey. S- does she speak Spanish? Honey, she can barely speak English. She's like, I'm Mariah Carey. It's Christmas, and it's like, oh, okay. I've, no- I've noticed something. Why are you a Mariah Carey hater? Oh my god, you girl. <laughs> Do you know what? So let's have this conversation. When I was straight, um, I would tell my mom I have the biggest crush on Mariah Carey, like a poster and whatever. So this is when she was doing someday. Huh? Mm-hmm. I was very young, by the way. Um, but she was my beard. She was my celebrity crush beard. Um, but it just lately, like she was like, like if you're being paid so much money to be a performer, perform. Just like in sports. Do your job. Mm-hmm. What about um Linda Carter? The hell is Linda Carter <gasps> from you, Dallas? Girl, come on, please, Linda. Car- you know who Linda Carter is? Linda Car- Linda Carter is. Give me a hint. Is um oh she has cuffs and she goes like this and she has a magical whip. Oh, from Wonder Woman. Yeah. Does she speak Spanish? Wonder Woman. Of course not. She's she's <laughs> <laughs> she's whiter than Alex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she's very white. No. Now you're gonna tell me that she speaks Spanish. <laughs> Like, is she speaking like... She is uh, Wonder Woman. Or Catalan, like... Catalan. <laughs> so where's Linda Carter from? Wonder Woman. I know that, but is she Mexican? Uh, yeah, she's. I believe she's Mexican. Who? Uh, We're talking about, ass- like, assumptions. Hollywood assumptions, bad. yeah. And who do you have? Who else do we have? Well, what about... Um, well, going back to Mariah Carey, do you know where <laughs> she's from? Like, as far as her Latin roots? Yes. She's from Toontown. Oh! 
Toontown. I'm the sorry. Shade. Sorry. The shade. Otto Toontown. <laughs> she is Venezuelan. Mariah Carey. No, she's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why doesn't she on her grandfather's side? Then, but she never talks about that a lot. She never. She does performs she for the Latin the awards. Girl, she can barely talk. She's like, oh, I just did this song. If you want to listen, <laughs> go ahead and watch me. Let's she do... always brings up her Venezuelan. Let's do one more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Then, then I have to do more research because I have never heard her. Yeah, she talks about it in her book too. How about Marilyn Monroe? Speaking Spanish, hundred percent. She speaks it. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. She spoke it. You're right. You're correct. Ding, ding, ding. Girl, don't quiz me on classic Hollywood. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe was like our girl. Yeah, it she just, was our girl before she was our girl. Exactly. Yeah. She just came yeah. out. Well, that I guess the news article just came out that well, I read that her they're they're American, but her mom was born in Mexico. And so, like, she wanted to, like, stay t- uh, attached to the culture and the roots from where her mom was born. And so she learned how to speak Spanish. And she used to go, like, on trips to, secret trips to Mexico to learn all this stuff. That's crazy. I think she was with D- uh, Joe DiMaggio, right? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those poor girls. Mm, the things that they had to go The classic through. Hollywood, yeah. Speaking of classic Hollywood, they Oh, just... sorry, Linda Carter's mom was Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Bonus points. <laughs> um, they just announced that I Love Lucy movie. What's mm-hmm. it called? Uh, Lucy and Desi? No, I think it was like Being the Ricardos or something like that. I don't know what the title it, it, is. It's yeah. a weird title. So yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons, the Oscar Award uh-huh. winner, is playing Fred. I um, mean, we know uh, Nicole Kidman is playing Lucy. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly. No, no, no. no. It's it's done. Done. Nicole, it's done. Nicole because it wasn't supposed oh, okay. to be her. It was supposed to be Kate Blanchett. Oh, great. Yes. Okay. Who is so busy just being fabulous at anything right. that she does. <laughs> yeah. Who's playing Desi? And it's Javier Bardem is playing oh. Desi. Mm-hmm. And so That's a pretty good choice. He's a really good actor. But but the Latino community did not like it. I mean, Latino Twitter went in on him. At, well, on on the we'll on get the, mad about as, anything, just to be honest. Right. <laughs> but here, here's what happens: is because we always ask for Latino representation in Hollywood, and so sometimes you can't just because you're Latino, just because you speak Spanish or look like caliente or hot, sexy papi, doesn't mean that you fit those roles. It, underneath the Latino umbrella, there's like Mexicans, Venezuelans, Cubans, Dominicans, all these things. And what happened with Desi from the from the Love Lucy show? He was so passionate about being cuban most of his jokes even even like he always mentioned that he was cuban his music and, babaloo yeah oh, so yeah. why why would you not cast someone that's cuban okay so javier bardem you is guys from this is Spain. a bigger conversation <laughs> hollywood is about who can act right 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 and so we're having this conversation with lgbt it's like gay needs to play gay when uncle frank came out on netflix Paul, uh, Paul Bellamy played mm-hmm. a gay. Nobody cared because it was such an amazing performance. James Corden played a gay man on prom. Right. And then everybody was like, oh my God. Now there's this new movie with Stanley Tucci and uh, who? who? No, uh, Supernova. Yeah. So I, I was it's just going to watch it. The and who? Mark <sighs> Ruffalo. Yes. Mark- N- not one organization is coming out. I was like, they're not gay. So yeah. do we want a big name to sell tickets also get money investors to have the movie made in the first place colin firth i'm sorry colin firth colin okay firth, yes but isn't it weird that we're not having we're not enraged that a gay man is not but james corden we just still can't get over and so my thing is like yeah. javier has a great following he plays a latino pretty goddamn well right are we just trying to get the story told and 
And we that's are, it, yeah. We are trying to get the story told. And if you're going to tell the story correctly, you have to, you know, it, the him being Cuban was so, such a big part of his story. And I think that's where the uproar was. And there's plenty of Cuban actors who can play the role. Who? Give me one um, A-lister. Is, is, is Javi, he's more like a, well, he's, to Javier me, Bardem is, he's is, an is, A. Pitbull. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an A-lister. He's so give Spain. me a Cuban A-lister that can take the role. Okay, let me pull up my notes. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what I'm talking about. If you're investing in a Hollywood movie, and now no, it's millions and millions and millions. You can't just right, right, make right. a movie, and especially if Nicole Kidman is the star, your other star has to be big for an investor to pay for that movie to be made. Yeah, I wish Adam Rodriguez would have been casted as um as as Desi. He's a he's a Cuban he's a Cuban actor, and he's really good. And I think he would have killed it. But and I'm talking about an A-lister, and this is what's happening in Hollywood. You know, we get mad that trans isn't playing trans. Gays are not playing uh, But give gay. Adam a chance. He could become an A-lister. But we're talking about we're making an A-list film. Mm-hmm. You can't make an A-list film if you're like, oh, here's this new person coming up. That That's where I'm coming from. And it's about acting. I mean, well, does it really matter as long as you have at least one A-lister? Because Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman is, an a, is an A-lister. Let's put it this way. It, yeah. Somebody wants you to invest uh, $10 million into this film. Yeah. You know, the studio doesn't just come up with this movie or the, this money themselves. So you're going to invest $10 million and you hear the cast of a Lucy movie. Now, number one, you're like, a Lucy movie? Okay. who Who's attached? Uh, Nicole Kidman is Lucy? Okay. Who else? I kind of wanted Deborah Messing because she was really good when she did that. She's not there. an A-lister. I know, I know. And she I'm did just, an impersonation. She didn't act yeah. as Lucy. Acting is different than doing an impersonation. True. So can we agree on that? Yes. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, and I'm going to be devil's advocate all the way home. Uh, you know, Dallas Buyers Club. Do you remember that film? Jared Leto played a trans man. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey played, um, I think he played a gay man. Right? Yeah. Mm. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal can just play whatever he wants to. <laughs> but except, film, except with your butthole. <laughs> that is very true. Especially if he sings show tunes. You know, he was in Sondheim, Sun in the Park. But this movie would never have been made. It never would have won any of the Oscars if Jared Leto was not in it and if Matthew McConaughey was not in it at the same time. I'm telling you, it would not have gotten any Oscar nominations, which means an audience would never have seen that film. Everybody has to watch a nominated film mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, I have to go to the movies even if I don't want to. They're yeah. going to hear that story. So does it matter if that actor is not that person if at least the story is being told? Right. No, we appreciate that the story is being, being told. told. Yeah, but if I think about it, I mean great that he's considered for the part of desi but at the same rate like he said like he said earlier you know nicole can hold her own she can hold the part like why not this is the problem in hollywood we're not bringing enough talented actors latino actors to the forefront this is what this is how we fix that it's like javier gets every role that's like a like a latino like a big Latino. you know what i mean though you know what i mean johnny depp plays latino yeah so it's we have to start fixing it and that's so maybe like a john leguizamo yeah like so i'm asking you john leguizamo is colombian edgar ramirez is uh who would you cast as a b or an a list i would have casted adam rodriguez i'd find a new hot ass actor that can actually look like ricky ricardo and and do it do a casting call we're we're good we're good (laughs) especially get get that backstage west give me a a cattle call girl cuban people are so (laughs) proud of desi like and for them not to, you know you know who else had this issue um which is plain devil's advocate on what i'm saying is when they casted j-lo for selena 
And there was like, oh, she's Puerto Rican. How dare you not cast a Mexican to play Selena? But you would love that movie. Oh, I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. So, but, so, but what's the difference then? If <laughs> Javier plays Ricky. Well, the difference now is that there is talent out there, you know, and you can, you, you can find that talent out there. You just got to give a chance, like Eric is saying. You can, of course, the talent is out there, but it's the talent with the name and with the box office receipts. Just like, when you go on an audition now, you have to give your Instagram handle and how many followers you have. It's right. ridiculous. Yeah, right. That's but true. That's where we are. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad reality. And do you guys want to watch a movie with Nicole Kidman playing Lucy? Does that attract you at all? Not me. Mm, not necessarily. I can't see her playing Lucy. That's but that's my. Then that's... you see, like Javier, he's a great actor. Love for him to be like ha 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 Lucy. I mean, like I know that. <laughs> and just to tell you guys a little bit about my history with Lucy, if you guys don't mind, no, no yeah, go, go ahead, it. go ahead. So my grandma used to own a little hotel in Palm Springs on Arenas Road, which Arenas has become the gay road. Uh huh. So uh, way in the past, um, her and her husband would be refuge for the Hollywood stars that would come and wanted to n- not see paparazzi, whatever. Uh-huh. It's a dinky little hotel. If you go now, it's called the Andalusian. Uh, little Ricky took his first steps there. Oh. They had a very intimate relationship with uh, Lucy and Desi Arnaz, and you know they didn't have the best marriage. But Little Ricky took his, so they have a huge picture of Lucy there. Oh, that's, that's so cute. cute. You know what they used to do that with me when I was little? They used to call me Little Ricky because I had a little swoop right there and I had a little smile. So I think you showed a picture of me earlier with the Little Ricky, uh, me as a kid. We did. Yeah. <laughs> do you have, it's a little kid picture. You're like a little, like, uh, like a mauve. I was three and a half there. You went from that to drag queen. I remember, I remember that. I was three and a half there. I, re- I can recall back to that moment. That's the moment that I stopped at when I took that picture. And then my whole life is like with like little glimpses here and there, but I, I'm that's how much I can go back. But I think these conversations are what we need to be having. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. You and I can disagree, but then we're elevating the conversation because I'm gonna think again, like, okay, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna kind of see where I'm coming from. Yeah. And we just mentioned too that we liked um, the Selena Netflix series, so there was another controversy in that too. <laughs> so I was like, internet uh, hated it because of the way she looked because yeah. she didn't look like J Lo Selena. It's like, well, look at. Her original pictures. Yeah. All in all, I, I hope it. the story is told well. I hope the actors bring it to the forefront. And I hope, you know, like, I, I, Lucy's iconic. So you can't go, I, well, hopefully you don't go wrong with Lucy. But yeah, I love Lucy. I've been watching them <laughs> on the reruns for Hulu lately. So it's good. Well, and I'm a huge Trekkie, by the way. Oh. Lucy told Desilu Productions to fund the first season of Star Trek. Star Trek would not be here if it wasn't for Lucia Ball. She saw... Um, the point of the show, which was about equality uh-huh. and about adventure into space. And you know that Lucy designed the multi-camera um, sitcom that we see today and right. it had never been done. You know how we see them from all yeah, angles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it, That was her design. She literally engineered that. Wow. Dang. I, I didn't was, know that. Shoot. I thought it was Desi. Oh, right. Desi was too busy. Um, I could say something, but I won't. Um, but <laughs> Desi was, uh, he loved the women. He was Cuban. Mm. Um, but he was Lucy, too busy fucking in the back. Uh, girl, I don't know. <laughs> no filter. But I want to say that I, I, I like Star Trek because it had LeVar Burton. That was my... my, um, my <laughs> he turned my, 64 today, by the way. My crush when I was wow. little. Reading Rainbow. I had a crush on LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton was, was your crush? Reading Rainbow. Yeah, I had LeVar Burton and, and, Bruce Willi- and Bruce Willis. I love Bruce Willis. He was so sexy and oh, hot. Oh, Bruce Willis can do no wrong. Fifth Element. Hello. Oh, hello. Lulu. But LeVar Burton? <laughs> yeah, oh, he was a hot black guy. I thought so. I got hard when I watched. Sorry, never mind. 
<laughs> Reading Rainbow. Put a book right Our producer's there. taking his seat out. He's like, I just can't even. <laughs> All right, vamos. All right, well, thank you, Alex, so much for like literally joining us and then also having us on your your show uh, on the Rocks Radio, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Wrong? Oh, I'm saying that right. Okay, yeah, on the Rocks Radio You're show. You're your words, but yeah. No, it's totally fine. It, Is there anything else you want to ask me? We on the Rocks Radio show, let me just go ahead and just enunciate, okay? I'm so sorry. This <laughs> alcohol is literally... This is what happens when you hang out with me. <laughs> Make me we slur. talk about real things. <laughs> we get drunk, and we're better for it. So mm. where can our listeners find you, Alex, besides the alley? <laughs> Girl, doesn't... Easiest thing is on the rocksradioshow.com. It's easy. It has everything there. All your socials. Yep. All your handles. Yep. Good to go. All right, guys. Well, that is it. And uh, just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, just being a part of the show. And we can't wait to work with you again sometime soon. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> what a great conversation with Alexander, dude. Like, oh, my God. I learned so much about him. He's a big old theater buff. I thought you were going to say he's a big old bottom. No. <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. Wait, was that an exclusive for his podcast or ours? I guess it was for both because, you know, we actually. No, but we mentioned that we straight up asked him. We, yeah, we had no filters. That was crazy. I was like, oh, my God, we're going in. <laughs> I got nervous, but it's all good. We got it out of the way. It's 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 real talk, girl. Real talk. <laughs> yeah. And before I forget, one thing that I wanted to ask the listeners to let us know through social media in the comments is how does everybody feel about having, you know, Latinos play Latinos in Hollywood, right? Yeah. So like if the role of the character in the movie or the show requires for the character to be Latino or to be gay or, or trans or whatever, do you feel like the actor has to be that in order to authentically portray that role, that character? Or can you just be a badass, like super talented actor that can pull it off? Yeah, that's true. Cause we talked a lot about that with the, like the, I love Lucy. Uh, what was it? Movie that's coming out, I guess. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I agree with both sides. Like I, do agree that there is talented as fuck people that can pull it off that have played gay characters who are not gay in real life or have played you know latino that are not latino in real life i get it there is talented people but i also get and i also would hope for that hollywood would give continue to give a chance to uh, talent that maybe we don't mm -hmm. know about yeah give people chances open the doors and if a role does require for an authentic person that's from like, let's say, for example, that they have to, you know, that they have to be from Cuba or that they have to be trans or, or whatever, then trust and believe there is an actor out there who is Cuban, who is trans that can fulfill that role. You know, you just have to give them a chance. They may not be an A-lister, but when will they be an A-lister if you don't give them a chance? Exactly. Hey, orale. She nailed that right on the head. <laughs> <laughs> And you gave us the definition about being pocho, you know, like, or, or we both kind of did because we, we were both yeah, hand yeah. in hand with that. And is there any like words that you have ever used that we like kind of like changed into Spanish words, which are American words? Oh, there's a ton of those. Like? 
like my mom always makes fun of me because I say like, oh, ya me parqué. Or like, me, uh-huh. estoy, par- me estoy parqueando. And she's like, what? She, yeah. But you know what? My mom uses it now. <laughs> really? Yeah. She, she's like, es- estacionar, you know, like to, to park your car. And I'm like, right. Uh, so that's more like Spanglish words that we kind of like just take into our own. Or like, or like sometimes when um, I tell my mom that I was going to go around the block, uh, I was going to go like, voy a ir uh, en, 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 el, en el bloque, ahorita caminando. And she's all like, what? What's a bloque? Like, I don't know what a bloque is. It's a cuadra. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, okay. Sorry, perdón, man. <laughs> You're like, pero like, perdón, pero like, mom. <laughs> pero yo no sé inglés, pero yo no sé inglés, pero yo no sé Spanish. <laughs> or stop, which really on the stop sign, which really means alto. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's crazy how we take these words and we just tr- change them to uh, to conform into our, our our cultural language. And, you know, like that's how languages actually grow, you know. Yeah. And I'm wondering from our listeners who are listening to us right now, like in, in this episode, there was three dynamics. You had um, Jose, who literally is uh, bilingual in Spanish and English um, fluently. And he grew up, you know, going home to Spanish and then going back out into the regular life in America with English. As myself, you know, I went home to Spanish, but my my parents came here at a young age and they learned Spanish growing up. So my mom and dad were about like, what, I'd say 10 and 12 years old. So they learned English and they spoke more English than they did Spanish at, at the household so that's why my Spanish is all chopped up. The only people who spoke Spanish was literally my my older tias and then my abuela. And on my mom and on my dad's side, you know, it was all my tias and, and my grandparents that spoke Spanish. So I had a hard time to struggle, you know, with balancing being Mexican-American. And then here we have Alexander Rodriguez, you know, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. He understands it because he went to school to study it. But, you know, he doesn't know anything. He he went to an all white school and a private school and he tried to fit in the best way he can. But he, you know, he got bullied, he got teased, but he made something out of it at the end of the day. And he also tapped into the culture to get a better understanding and have a deeper appreciation about it. So I kind of want to know from our listeners, like, do you relate to us, to each of us, to each of our stories? And, you know, if so, leave a comment. You know, leave something, uh, leave something in, in one of our social media posts. We would love to hear from you. Yes, let us know. And, and did you know that as of today, 7% of the population in America is um, multiracial? And then by the year 2050, it's expected to be up by 20%. And I found this on psychologytoday.com. <laughs> so it, it's kind of interesting how by that time, everybody's going to have a different race running through their blood and they're really not going to know how do I put this? It's not, not going to know, but they're really not, it, they're really going to have a hard time checking off the boxes when it comes to the senses, you know, like who, their identity, who they are. Are they white? Are they multiracial? Are we going to add multiracial to, to the senses? Who knows? Right. And also, did you know that the United States of America does not have an official language? What? I yeah. thought it was English. Nope. Speak English, please. You're in America. <laughs> to all the Karens, um, English is not the official language. And it's crazy because I saw I saw this TikTok where the girl was like, um, there was a girl and she said like, 
oh, why can't everybody learn how to speak English in America? It's America, duh. And then it switches over to another girl that's in like Great Britain. She's all like, first of all, you actually are speaking our language. We're from the UK, United Kingdom, and you learned English from us. So speak English correctly. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, she got her. <laughs> How crazy is that, right? Yeah. <laughs> the transition to that. But also in 2015, out of the total of 195 countries in the world, 67 nations have English as the primary language of official status. Plus, there are also 27 countries where English is spoken as a secondary official language. I mean, that is freaking crazy. And we talked about that, too, in the episode. So yeah. it's amazing how America is so backwards. Yeah. The top five languages in America is English, Spanish, Chinese, French, and Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. All in all, we just want you to appreciate where you come from. Uh, be thankful for your roots and, you know, don't let nobody bring you down for who you are and for your cultural uh, differences. You know, we're all here. We're all learning from each other. And the beautiful thing about it is that we're all different and unique, but the same in, um, in family values. Oh, and also, if you want to see Alexander interviewing us, go to ontherocksradioshow.com and you'll actually see live video footage uh, because he recorded everything. It was live. It was our very first live show. And then it was put on TV and now it's on his podcast. So make sure to check that out. And then thank you for tuning into this version of his podcast. Mm-hmm. He helped us uh, make an impact by wanting to step up our goals to have a big old studio and do something live. Hey. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon, the Homo Homie Podcast Live. Yes, and continue going to the homohomiepodcast.com to learn more about us. You could donate to our mission. You can check us out on all our social medias and follow us and tune in to all of season one and season two. All right. Thank you so much, Alexander Rodriguez, for being uh, our, our guest, also our host. And thank you, Jose, for always being there by my side and helping me out and representing the Homo Homie podcast. Woo woo. And thank you to all of you, the listeners, for always sharing in our shenanigans and our conversations and just being a part of the Homo Homies. And uh, remember to always be good or be good at it, but be safe. Te quiero, te amo. Love you. Bye. Gracias.